Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast is number 1606. The topic is Q&A and the title is Improving Confidence for Depth in Squat. Okay, so this was a question asked by a member of the gym. So I've been mentioning we have a gym uh, Q&A board. So members can write down whatever questions they have on an index card. I answer them and put on the index card what number the podcast is. A great way for to increase basically uh, involvement within the gym. So a lot of the gym members are clients of mine and they do listen to the podcast, but we do have an open gym. So there are people who are not clients of mine and are maybe not aware of the podcast. So this is a great way for them to get introduced to it. And then also it's kind of fun in the sense to where at any time, anyone, if they have a question, you can pick up your phone and email brutalironjim at gmail.com your question and then just hit send. So it takes you less than one minute to ask me any question you want and I'll make you a podcast. Promise. But also, if they're in the gym, they're working out and something comes to mind, they can just walk over, write it on an index card, tape it to the board, and that's done as well. So just really trying to make it easier for everybody to reach out so that way the service of the podcast, uh, just the ability to do free Q&A is as easily accessible to everybody as possible. So that's the goal. So this person wrote, how to become more confident in back squat to increase depth. And they ran a little note that the mobility is there. Their brain is the limiter. Okay. Well, just in case mobility isn't there. <laughs> and, and for uh, everybody listening. And the reason why I say this is, uh, uh, you know, given my background, how many people I've worked with, a lot of times people, what they discount as a problem is actually still part of the problem. They're just unaware of how it's still part of the problem. <laughs> so, like I've had somebody, um, like in bodybuilding, for example, a lot of bodybuilders, if, they, if they're unaware and they don't know, they might come to me and say, you know, hey, I really want to get bigger, uh, but I'm really having a lot of trouble with back pain. And then I look at their squat technique and they're squatting like a powerlifter. You know, they're squatting like super low bar, feet wide stance. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, don't do that. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> and they're unaware because they're like, well, that's, you know, that's, how I can get more weight on the board. That's how I feel more comfortable. You know, blah, 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 blah. That's what I've learned. And I'm like, well, you're a bodybuilder. You're not a powerlifter. We don't care how much you can squat. We care that you squat enough to damage muscle tissue, sure. But we need to get your torso more upright, so we might get them in Olympic lifting shoes and we have them squat on, a like, a metal wedge. Like, we have a, a metal wedge in our gym from Rogue Fitness. They make wedges, I believe, they are, like, 50, like, 5-degree uh, incline, 10-degree incline, 15, 20, 25, and even 30-degree. 30 is a little crazy. But you might get them in Olympic lifting shoes and maybe have flat shoes. You might squat on a wedge. You just do whatever you got to do to get their torso more upright. So maybe we change from a barbell to a camera bar. Then all of a sudden the thoracic uh, rotational tension isn't so great, so they can again have a more of an upright position, squeeze those shoulder blades down and more so together. Not that you have to be like locked in. Well, getting off track, but we would change their positioning to make sure that we're actually better stimulating leg growth than pissing off and challenging their back. So they might say to me is, yeah, my squat technique is great. Well, great to what? Like great to a power lifting standard, not a bodybuilding standard. So when somebody says their mobility is great, eh, you know, I'm, I'm sure it is, but <laughs> there might be some things we can do to help. So 
what we can do is there are a list of five things. There's probably infinitely more, but a list of five things I wrote down that impact squat mobility. Uh, one would be the tightness of your calves, the tightness of your internal glutes, like piriformis and those kind of muscles. Your adductors, if they're tight, that'll negatively impact uh, depth as well. Are you able to maintain a neutral hip tilt while squatting, or do you like post uh, anteriorly tilt? Meaning, like, as you squat down, do you push your stomach forward, arch your lower back too much, and then that negatively impacts the depth because it closes the gap, or it basically closes the range of motion within your hip socket. So that can limit people's depths. And then also thoracic positioning. If people don't have their upper body set correctly, it can limit their depth as well. So those are five areas that even if you think your mobility is good, I would have you check out all five of those areas. So if you want to have a pen or something ready, I'm about to give you some titles of YouTube videos. So if you go to YouTube and you search these titles I'm about to give you, you'll find something for each of those key points. So get ready. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so for calves, you want to search on YouTube, Brutal Iron Gym Treatments for Tight Calves. Brutal Iron Gym Treatments for Tight Calves. For the internal glutes, you want to search Brutal Iron Gym Cross-Legged Glute Stretch. So that's cross, C-R-O-S-S, and then legged is L-E-G-G-E-D, so it's Cross-Legged Glute Stretch. For the adductors, you can search Brutal Iron Gym Leaning Over Cossack Squats. Cossack is C-O-S-S-A-C-K. For the neutral hip tilt, you can type Brutal Iron Gym, Hip Tilt Positioning Effects on Squat Performance. Hip Tilt Positioning Effects on Squat Performance. And then for Thoracic Positioning, you can type Brutal Iron Gym, Squat Setup and Tips. And there's actually a part one and a part two to that. Okay. So if you think mobility might be an issue, check these out. Even if you think mobility isn't an issue, check these out because <laughs> I think they're going to be very helpful. Now, I'm going to give a pretty straightforward answer to this. You could get pretty elaborate, and I could make this podcast last forever. But there's going to be a pretty good exercise progression, variation progression, to improve confidence for depth in squat. Okay? First thing is you want to learn how to do pin squats. What pin squats are is in a squat rack, you want to have the safety supports, whether you're using straps or hard supports like... Uh, it, whatever it is, whatever you have as safety supports. And you want to set the safety supports to a depth that allows you to squat down to a depth you feel currently comfortable with, and the bar would actually hit on and touch the safety supports. So you would actually unrack it like you normally would, step back into place, you'll start squatting down, the bar will hit into the safety supports, and then you would stand back up. You don't need to stay on the safety supports for long, but you do not. Please, like, wherever you're writing this, write this in bold. You know, if you're a teacher, get out your red marker. <laughs> but you do not want to bounce off of the pins, like off the safety supports, okay? You want to touch, then come up. So it's like you let both sides of the bar touch the supports, then you go one, two, up. Then you come back down, they touch, one, two, up. So you're not bouncing. Please, for the love of God, do not bounce. Uh, it'll jack up your lower back, and then you'll think I'm an idiot for suggesting it. So don't do that, okay? So it's a great exercise. Don't bounce. 
but they're called pin squats. Uh, so use the safety supports, set them to a depth you're comfortable at. You would squat down to the bar on both sides, touches the safety supports, count one, two, and then stand up. And I'm going to give you more directions here in a second. But once you feel comfortable with that variation, you then move to box squats. Now, the reason why I do pin squats before box squats is pin squats, even if your body position is crap, you're not going to get hurt because the bar is just sitting on the pins. So it gives you a chance to feel your positioning underneath the bar without risk, without really much risk at all. <laughs> so they're very, very safe. Now, when you move to box squats, that's literally you sit on something. The bar does not touch anything. If you get out of position on box squats, uh, it's it's it's... It re it's more of a safety risk and it requires you to have more control over that. So pin squats is a safer way to learn positioning. And then you would go to box squats. On a box squat, you sit onto something hard. Now, they used to be like milk crates, you know, back in the day. But you, like most, you can sit on squat stands. Like, um, like our gym, we have uh, like basically uh, boxes. I don't even know what the hell they really actually called. But it's just a metal plate that sits across the hard supports. And it gives you a bench, essentially, to sit down onto. So you just want to sit onto something. And it's make sure it's sturdy, obviously, then it can hold like your weight plus the, the weight of the bar. But you would sit onto something. And you can just type, like, Berlin Gym box squats if you want, and you'll see an example of it. Then what you progress to is if the person has the ability to do this, depending on the equipment setup and stuff, is we actually do banded box squats. Now, what this means is I'm not banding, uh, there's different names for them, so I'm trying to make the name more easy to understand in the, in the podcast, but you actually sit into bands. And uh, sit into is maybe a bad terminology. You touch bands. So rather than using a hard box to come down, sit onto, and stand back up, we actually anchor bands across the squat rack from the hard supports at the depth you would need like, to get to parallel to where you actually lower down and your, your hamstrings will hit into bands. And then that gives you a cue to stand back up, but you can't just literally sit into the bands like you would a box. So you have to maintain greater degree of body tension and tightness. And then once you can squat correctly using the bands as an indicator of depth, rather than a hard box, you then get rid of the bands and you're pretty much good to go. So that's the variation progression I would suggest, is pin squats first, box squats seconds, and then we'll call them maybe band touch squats. So you put the band rather than a hard box, and you touch into the bands, and that's your indicator to stand back up. But obviously, as I said, you can't sit into the bands. So you have to maintain better degree of tension. So pin squats, box squats, then band touch squats. Now, what do you do for each of those? So when you first start with pin squats, what I would suggest is that week one, you set the height to be above parallel at, a, at, a, at whatever depth you're currently comfortable with. One that doesn't really challenge you much. Okay, a depth that doesn't challenge you much. You're just gonna try to learn how to do a pin squat. <laughs> you're not worrying about depth, you're just trying to figure out what the hell a pin squat is. Then week two, you maintain that same depth and you try to add a little more weight. So you're going to challenge your comfortableness, your confidence, by adding a little more weight, but at the same depth that you used in week one. Then week three, you want to progress your depth. 
whether that's an inch or two, something like that, try to get you down closer to parallel. But don't worry about weight. It doesn't even matter if you do an empty bar on week three. So you're going to challenge yourself by progressing depth, but you're not going to have any weight load expectations. Then week four, you want to use the same depth as week three, and then go ahead and try to add weight. And that's a way to challenge your confidence. And then you alternate back and forth until you hit the parallel. So maybe it takes you four weeks, maybe six weeks, maybe eight weeks, but you start at a depth you're comfortable with, no weight expectations. The second week you keep the depth and you add weight. Then the next week you get a new depth with no weight expectations. Then the next week you keep that depth, but you do add weight expectations and you continue to go back and forth until you get to parallel. Okay? Once you can do pin squats to parallel, then you move to box squats and go through the same process. Start at whatever depth you're comfortable with, then the next week add a little bit of weight, next week go to a new depth, next week add a little bit of weight, blah, 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 blah until you get to parallel. Once you get doing that with box squats, you then move to band touch squats, then once you're hitting parallel with band touch squats, you go to regular squats. There you go. So that is a pretty easy sequence. Now that might take 12 total weeks. Maybe it takes you 16, maybe it takes you 20. You know, so it might take you half a year, six months, but then you're going to have that for the rest of your life that you'll feel comfortable with squats. Pretty good trade-off, okay? Now, uh, two things I would look for when you're doing all of these variations, especially the pin squats, is what's called reaching. Number one, one thing you'd look for is don't reach with your upper body. What this means is if you film yourself from the side, You'll notice that as you start to go down, your hips and shoulders both go down in the squat. As you get closer to what you think is going to be parallel, or what you think will be very close to the pins, your hips will stop descending, and you'll see that your upper body actually continues to descend by you just tilting forward. That's called reaching. It means you're about to touch, so you stop your hips, but you let your upper body still come down to reach for the pins to see where the pins are. So again, you would film yourself from the side. As you start your squat, you would see that both your hips and your shoulders are going downward. And then if you're doing reaching, you would see that your hips stop, but your upper body still goes down until you touch the, the pins. And that typically happens in the last one or two inches of the squat. So that's called reaching. Don't do that. <laughs> um, just continue to squat downward, and then the bar hits the pins, it hits the pins. Don't try to anticipate where the pins are. Just squat as if they're not there. The bar will touch the pins, and then you're good to go. Another thing, the second thing you want to look for is uh, basically pressure shift within the feet, and this often combines with reaching, is you want to maintain midfoot pressure the whole way through the squat. You should never see the heels of your feet start to lift up or your foot to what's called like roll forward where the pressure becomes greater in the toes and the heel of your foot actually starts to lift a little bit off the ground. And definitely not roll inward. You should never see your foot roll inward. So those are going to be two cues you look for is don't reach with the upper body. And again, how we know that is you're filming yourself from the side. You want your hips and shoulders to always be going down and up at the same time. If on the way down your hips stop but your shoulders continue to go down, then you're reaching. And then also film yourself from the side and look at your foot. If your heel starts to lift a little bit towards the very bottom of the squat, then you want to work on correcting that. Try to maintain greater pressure back into your heels as you go down in the squat. Okay, so that's real quick, easy kind of ways to improve confidence for depth in the squat. 
is, uh, again, make sure you work on the mobility aspects. So even if you think you have good mobility, work on it anyhow. Uh, and then also cycle through pin squat, box squat, and band touch squats. Okay. If you have any questions, again, this is the whole point of the podcast is just to ask these kind of questions, get a good answer, and then go with it. <laughs> so just reach out or email us, brewlirongym at gmail.com. You can ask me anything. If you like our podcast, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people can help. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free so that way they know what this podcast is for. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. We can actually do this for free. If you want to support and give a donation, you can do that on our website at www.brewlirongym.com. The money does go 100% towards the hosting costs uh, to try to cover as much of that as I can. So thank you very much for the donations. They're greatly appreciated. If you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find us and follow us on Instagram. I post different content there and on YouTube as well, all under the name Brewlirong Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.